up, New Jersey Devil fans? It is Bill Botch, and welcome to the Trap Podcast. It is Friday, December 16th. I hope you all are having a nice day. The Devils lose a tough one to the Philadelphia Flyers last night. This was a game that you were hoping the Devils were going to be able to rebound. They had just dropped three straight games. They lost to the New York Islanders last Friday. Then they lost back-to-back games first the New York Rangers and the Dallas Stars. And you thought to yourself, this is a good matchup for the Devils. We get Philly at home. Philly obviously is lacking a lot of talent. Um, And even though Philly does play us really tough and they play a stingy game, a heavy game, you thought that this might be a game where you can get two points out of it. It's those losing streaks that we've seen in the past where the Devils go on, you know, five, six, seven game losing streaks. And that's not, you know, those streaks are something that good teams don't have happen. So you thought, you know, people drop three, you know, teams drop three games in a row. That's that's part of the game. But you were hoping that they were going to be able to put something together last night. And Lindy Ruff came out and he shook the lines up. And um, I liked it. I'm typically a guy who likes seeing Brat play with Nico. But they haven't been producing anything at all. Jack Hughes has been on fire. So Ruff tried to switch them around. He put Brat to play with Hughes. He moved Halla down. Got a third line going, played Holtz, got Holtz back in the lineup with McLeod and Boquist, which we'll get into the game. I mean, I thought the team actually played really well. They played good. And Carter Hart pretty much won them this game. He stood on his head. He was great all night. And He started feeling it. He had a couple of those big glove saves, and it just looked like he was very confident and he wasn't going to let anything get by him. But more importantly, after the Ranger game on Monday night, Nico came out and said, this isn't a time to start to panic. Let's get back out there. And then, you know, Tuesday, I I was surprised because our, our best players didn't look very good. I thought that this game, being that we're so much more skilled than Philly, might be an opportunity for them to really push place, uh, pace and push the play. And Nico, you know, so Nico and Pratt just haven't been able to get anything going in the past, um, you know, two weeks. So in the past 10 games, Jesper Bratt has two goals and six points in his last 11 games. So it's 11 games. And, I mean, if you were wanting to be paid more than Nico Heischer, wanting to be paid over $8 million a year, you got to put up more points, especially in key moments of the season, in important games. You're playing on the top line. You're playing on the first unit power play. It's like... You got to earn it, man. You got to score some big goals once in a while. And he he has not been on. Uh, Nico Heischer in his last 10 games, he's got four goals, three assists, is a minus two. 
So the whole when Nico scores, the Devils win, well, that kind of went out the window on Monday because he sure had a goal in the Ranger game, which I thought the Devils played really good in that game too. Um, They gave up a two-goal lead, but these guys, you know, the game last night got very frustrating. The Devils had 49 shots on goal. They completely dominated, and Carter Hart bailed them out. He bailed the Flyers out. One of the things that the Devils can do is they can stop taking so many penalties. For a stretch there, we had uh, five on three, and then that we killed before the end of the period. But for a stretch there, it felt like we weren't playing any even-strength hockey for like 10 minutes. So the end of the first period through the beginning, the first half of the second period, it felt like we were shorthanded the entire time. And it doesn't matter who you play. If you're always shorthanded, it's it's hard to win. Um, things got rough yesterday. I thought the Devils... McLeod, before he got into the fight, that was a missed trip that wasn't called, that should have been called. We should have been on the power play for that. And then he gets up. He gets his ass kicked, but it that's besides the point. It takes a lot of balls for somebody to get in there. And McLeod is a big dude, and he's physical, but he's not a fighter. And he got, he got beat up pretty good, but he stood in there, and it was a long fight too. I'm surprised the refs or the the – um, linesmen didn't step in quicker than they did. It was definitely a long fight. And uh, and I kind of thought, well, you're kind of playing into the hands of Philly. I mean, I like a good fight as much as everybody else. And then Brendan Smith got into the fight. And I thought that that was a, you know, Philly was pushing for that. They were trying to, they'd rather play that game and take away the speed of the Devils and get into a more physical game. Um, but... The Devils answered the bell, and uh, you have to respect that. But you know, Halla took a penalty throwing. I've never seen. I've never heard of a throwing and equipment penalty. That was uh, that was a new one for me. So he threw his stick to a defenseman that had a broken stick, and it cost him. You know, he ended up with a with a five on three. I don't know. It was it was a rough game, man. Then the Devils ended up having a five-on-three. Our power play, our power play has to get going. We moved the puck really good too, but we set up. I liked our formation on the five-on-three. We had Heischer on one side behind the net, and we had Hughes on the other side behind the net. And they were it was it was good puck movement, but they couldn't put it in. At one point, Heischer kind of like brought the puck above the goal line as if he was going to pass it out, maybe pass it out high or hit it or try to get it into someone in the bumpers spot. But, and then when took a backhander and I don't know if it went off a Hart's mask or, or you just missed and it went over the net, but I feel like Hart saved like five shots with his face last night. He had a couple huge glove saves. I mean, at the end of the game, he, he made a couple of big saves in front of the net. The Devils didn't have much luck getting to rebounds. Um, the Flyers were pretty good at clearing the crease, but, I mean, the shot differential, uh, let's see what it was. 
we we just dominated. It was 24 shots to 49. And obviously Philly out hit us uh, almost double. It was pretty even on face-off wins, but um, the Flyers had five power plays and the Devils had one, uh, three. But the um, the Jack Hughes goal was beautiful. Hughes is on fire. So while Brat and Nico aren't necessarily performing at the level that they should, Hughes is killing it. He's got nine goals in his last ten, and he's got fifteen points, and he's he's feeling it for sure. But you know, this the story of the game was the Damon Severson turnover. You can't have it, man. You can't have it. And it's a shame. And Severson's really getting it today online. And he got it last night from the coach. And he got it in the media. And I tell you what, like, he's kind of had a not-so-hot season for a team that's playing pretty well overall. The last four games have been tough. But for the most part, this season, the Bulls have looked really good. They're 14 games over five hundred going into Christmas and it's like I can't remember the last time the Devils have started off like this but Severson really oof he he's this is not good um and to hear to hear Lindy Ruff come out and really l- let it be known that he basically lost him the game um it was crazy. So Ruff, after the game, said um, he told the team that the Flyers didn't have a chance in the third period, and all you had to do was not make any high-risk passes. And that's exactly what Severson did. And he said to make – and then Ruff came out after the game and said to make that play and trap our players was so unacceptable. So – as of right now, the Devils practice today, Severson is the extra man and Ball is playing with Brendan Smith. And, you know, Severson being the most tenured Devil and obviously he's going to be an unrestricted free agent coming up. I know that everyone's really upset and um, I just think... It's a shame that he's going to go out like this, you know? And I think he is. I just think it's it's over for him. They're going to move him. But you'd hate to see the fan base totally get on him tomorrow night versus Florida at home, um, which it looks like he won't even play. But the next time he plays, like, the fan base might really get on him. And the guy's been here a long time and played on a lot of really awful teams and tried to tried to be one of the young up and coming guys that we could build a team around and it just really hasn't worked. He's made a ton of bonehead plays over the course of his career. When he's good, he's he's good. I mean, he definitely is. I mean, for a third pairing right-handed defenseman, I think he's very strong, but this year it doesn't look like he's taken any steps forward. You'd like to think that if you slot him down into that third pairing that he'd be a little bit better and have better matchups and he doesn't seem to be thriving in that position. Um, 
and I think you're going to see the Devils move him sooner rather than later. He said, like, if if that pass connects, it's a dangerous one, and it didn't. Uh, and if it doesn't, unfortunately, it didn't. And that's just that's just not an answer. You have to know what you have to know what um, where you are in the game, and you have to know that you, that's a game that you have to win, and you can't afford to make a a bad play on or take something too risky. The Devils were taking it to the Flyers the entire period and to to give them a, a layup goal, especially Konechny who has speed and he's got talent and skill. There's a very few players that you could have turned the puck over to and he was the one guy that you could not give the puck. It was like the you know, the puck up to and it's it put Vanacek and put the whole team in a really shitty situation and if nothing else, Philly is good at trying to protect the lead. They'll get down in front of shots and they'll play hard along the boards and they'll be feisty in front of their net without giving up rebounds and stuff. And Hart was feeling it and it cost us the game. So we got we got Florida tomorrow. The schedule does not get easier. So tomorrow the Devils play Florida, and um, I'm looking at some of these stats. Matthew Kachuk has 39 points in 28 games, and he leads their team in penalty minutes with 45 penalty minutes. That's something. So, obviously, uh, Florida won the President's Trophy last year. They're going to be very tough. So, in their past couple games, they beat um, they they beat Columbus on Tuesday. They lost to Pittsburgh on Thursday. And they lost to Seattle on Sunday. And they lost to Tampa on Saturday. So, they're 1-3 they're, they're in their last four. And you you'd like to think that they're going to be very desperate for a win as well because the Atlantic division is very competitive and because there's a lot of talent on that team. And I don't think that they expect to, uh, they expect to win. That's a team that expects to win. So you've lost four in a row and this is like kind of something where, you know, Two of the games, they looked good. I thought they played really good versus the Rangers, even though they gave up a two-goal lead. And I thought they played really well last night. They should have won that game last night, no doubt about it. Um, but they didn't. And you're at the point where you can't turn this into a five or six or seven-game losing streak. That's not what good teams do. And you have Florida, Carolina, Florida, and two games versus Boston in your next five. And if you want in your next seven, you have Pittsburgh and Carolina again. So if they don't get their shit together and start finishing, this could get ugly quick. A three game skid is one thing, a four game skid is another thing. You start getting into five and six and potentially seven 
with the lineup, with the opponents that they're going to be facing moving forward. Talk about sucking the life out of a team. So in the past week, we've really given up our um, our lead in the standings. Right now, we're positioned at third in the entire NHL still. Uh, and we have two games on Vegas, too. I and mean, they're up only a point on us. So, but, you know, in the division, we have 44 points and played 30 games. Carolina has 40 points and played 29 games. So, let's say they're one game behind us and we play them twice in the next two weeks which means those are going to be four-point swings. And then we play, and then Pittsburgh has 40 points too. So that's going to be, those are going to be four-point swings too. And now the Rangers are heating up. So, yeah, you have to right the ship quickly. And it's going to be hard to do. And But we've seen them beat good teams, and, and I think it can be done. Um. You know, one of the guys that's you can is clearly getting extremely frustrated is Halla. And I've seen some chatter about, oh, you got to move Halla. He sucks and this and that. And it's like, Halla's played his ass off. In my opinion, he's played really good. He he just can't finish. And that is obviously that is a problem. But he has been a thirty goal scorer, and you like to think that he's just in this drought. Um, but, but damn, I mean, that dude, we got to get him on the board. You have to get him on the board. He's got one goal. (laughs) That is not good. He was playing with Jack Hughes. So I like the way they switched the lines up last night though. And I tell you what, like I, I'm not saying that Alexander Holtz deserves to be in the lineup at all, but we do know he does have talent and it's more just about, I think it's more about mentally him understanding the game, which is the most important part of the game. You could have all the talent in the world. If you aren't in the right position at the right time, if you're not cognizant of the flow of the game and, and where you're supposed to be, it doesn't matter. So, you know, my opinion is it, talent. I think I think smarts over talent. To be honest with you, but with that said, I I like that Ruff went back to him after sitting him out a game, and I thought that he actually played pretty good with McLeod. He had a bounce back game. I do believe that, but I thought Jesper Boquist looked like shit again. And he's got three goals, one assist, and four points. He's played in 24 games. Like, at some point, you have to produce. Or, if you're not going to produce, you have to be a really good two-way player or play good along the boards or play on the penalty kill. And he doesn't do any of that. It's time It's time to take Boquist out of the lineup and bring in... Bring Mango back in. At least you know he's going to give you 100% every night. And he is hard to play against. There's no doubt about that. And and Andreas Janssen has had 20 goal seasons before. So, 
I, I'm I would roll out with Johansson, and I would let Boquist maybe and maybe run a McLeod Holt Boquist line or. I like the way that they switched it up. Sharon Govich looks like a different player when he's pl- not playing with Boquist and Holtz. So I thought I thought he played good last night. He was one of our better players. Um, and I could try to pull up the... Uh, I don't know how many shots he had, but he, he played good. And he's got to be more involved. I mean, this is a guy that we're hoping can score 25 goals a year and it's like he's kind of been he hasn't been really around so it's gonna be interesting one of the one of the guys that um it came to my attention today just talking uh with twitter is so timo meyer is a restricted free agent i thought he was unrestricted and that kind of changes everything for me. He has a $10 million qualifying offer, which, I mean, that's not what you're going to get on a long-term contract. If you could move a Holtz and a pick or a Blackwood and a pick and a prospect or something, and you're able to get Meyer and you get him to sign, you know, Eight million, seven point five, eight point five, somewhere, somewhere between seven point five and eight million. And you could sign him for let's say six years. That's a no-brainer. He adds a lot. He would be. He is the perfect fit for the Devils. And that's somebody that you could use in your top six. That could just be a veteran presence. He's still young. He's got size. He's got skill. I'm all in on Timo Meyer. And it looks like Vancouver is trying to move Brock Besser, um, maybe Garland, and um, and Bo Horvat. Bo Horvat, obviously, that would be funny if he came back to Jersey because we traded Bo Horvat for Corey Schneider. Um, but Horvat's a center. Maybe you play him at center and you play Hughes on the wing. I don't know. But it sounds like Vancouver's trying to blow everything up. And uh, and I think you can get away with getting those guys for cheap. Maybe Besser. And they're looking for a right-handed defenseman. Maybe Severson goes to Vancouver. They can extend him. And we get a Brock Besser. I don't know how much you want to pay him to stick around. I don't know. Mackenzie Blackwood let up. I believe it was four goals. He uh, he let up, I think, three goals on nine shots. It was two goals on his first six, and, uh, three goals in the first period in his first performance in Utica. It's over for him as far as I'm concerned. Schmidt has looked amazing. And um, I, I don't see where he's going to fit in. I don't see how you take Schmidt out of the lineup at this point. So, tomorrow is going to be a big one, and I can tell you that this fan base is extremely unstable. We are a very unstable fan base, and, um, you know, a winner's mentality to me is that you're able to 
you're able to fight through the adversity. There's going to be a point in the season where they're going to have adversity. And you like to think that this is it right now. And they put themselves in a situation where they went on a 13-game winning streak. And they put them in a situation where you can afford to lose a couple games and learn how to pick yourself up when you're down and get back on your horse. And I hope that that adversity is happening right now. Because if you lose a couple more games, this fan base will implode. There has just been too much losing for so long, so recently. And you'd hate to see the energy and the passion and the resurgence of the Devils community and the Devils fan base at The Rock turn into negativity and have it start turning on its players. But that's how it works, and that's that's how sports are, and that's how fans are, and it's um it's games like last night that really like make you shake your head. It sucked. We were at the game. I sat with the. I brought up, you know, went up with one of my buddies, and we sat with the Brat Pack and normal dude, cool guy. Um couple annoying Philly Philly fans in the building as usual for the most part everyone was super cool um but it was just a long ride home in the rain it sucked it sucked the game tomorrow is at 7 30 um not seven o'clock and it's going to be tough and they're probably going to get Spencer Knight or Bobrovsky, I, I don't know. Either way, they're going to have a good goaltender is what I'm getting at. And someone's got to finish, and someone has to step up. And you need Nico and Brat to be part of that. It's okay to have a couple bad games. Don't let it linger. Not when you're the core of the team. So, not my favorite podcast, but it is what it is. And um, remember, we're 14 games over 500. So keep that in mind. And tomorrow's going to be busy. It's going to be a Saturday night. The holidays are around the corner. Tomorrow's going to be busy. Let's all bring our energy. Let's get a big win. And then who knows? Maybe it's the start of another run. You you prepare for Boston that's coming up, which are going to be huge games. And these divisional games that are coming up you have to remember that each game is a four point swing so from the trap I'm Billy Botch I will talk to you after this weekend be good peace peace